Hello and welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals, welcome into another episode of the Next in Line podcast. You might remember we just did a solo recap of Brazos Bend 50. That was our most recent ultra marathon race just two weeks ago. However, I had the opportunity to meet with my good friend, Mr. Chris Barnes. Some of y'all might remember him from episode 88. Um, If you haven't, go listen to it. He's got an awesome story, an awesome background, and it's a phenomenal story of how he started taking on ultra marathons as well. Uh, But me and Chris get together today on this podcast via Skype or Zoom, I guess is the newest platform, but via Zoom to talk about this recent race and kind of how things went for each of us and what it meant to Chris to stretch out and find new heights with a 50 miler after running two 50 Ks. Being that we are on Zoom, you're going to notice the sound quality is just a little bit different than what you're used to, uh, but we are vetting that out as a new platform type for being able to connect with some people from afar, um, so be ready for that going forward. Let me know what you think. Drop us a comment, a rating, a review, and with this opening up some new platforms, if you know someone who you think we should interview that might be far away or might not be somebody we can connect with in person, go ahead and let us know, guys. Shoot us a DM. Uh, that's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're active on all three platforms. Also, guys, I would encourage you to share the show with somebody who can receive the same kind of value if you're able to take some value away from this podcast. And I know there's many great things that were mentioned in the conversation that are just phenomenal takeaways for racing, for life, um, and personal development as a whole. So without any further ado, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Here's the episode with Mr. Chris Barnes. All right. We're in here with Mr. Chris Barnes. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, buddy. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Just wanted to get a chance to sit down with you. I know we've talked a little bit about Brazospin 50, uh, but wanted to dive into this thing and uh, and really give you a fair shake since uh, apparently I didn't do so in my last podcast. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you bringing me back on and uh, to to tell the real story of what happened over there, you know? Do you want to roll straight into that? Or do you want to go ahead and tell everybody why things went down? Man, like I, man I, I think... We- we can get there let's go ahead and start with uh whatever questions you have but i think we can we can end up there well the truth will come out today don't worry the truth will come out fair enough no i agree uh man first and foremost training plan uh getting ready for a 50 is something you have not done before so yeah what was the training plan like for you did it go to plan was there any hiccups um was it different than a 50k Man, I think training plan, honestly, you know, uh, a little unorthodox from what most people probably do for these races. You know, my my general day is run in the morning and lift in the afternoon. I usually throw in a CrossFit workout probably about three times a week. Um, I'm not going to say it's the right way, but in my mind, if you do hard things, then hard things don't become so hard. Uh, so realistically, you know, I mean, I had a couple of long days in there. You know, we had some 20 mile Saturdays. Uh, we had some, some 10, 15 milers working on speed, but mostly just, you know, speed isn't really a factor in these races. It's more so moving, moving well and moving efficiently, right? It's, it's, it's controlling your aid station stops. It's, it's staying moving on your feet, even whenever, you know, just like you, you know, grabbing some chips and staying on the move, you know, it's just, it's that little bit of edge that you get ahead of somebody, you know, whenever you do these races, uh, as far as plan, Man, it kind of 
kind of blew up on me about mile 20. You know, we, me and you took off pretty hot. Uh, obviously, I didn't have a headlight. Um, so we took off in the dark. I figured there'd be enough people out there running with some some illumination so we could stick close by. And plus, it gave us a time to, to, to chat, you know, honestly, keep the keep things calm and just talk about what was going to happen that day. Um, man, we we took off a, a little spicy, but really not too bad. Nothing we weren't unfamiliar with, myself included. Uh, but it was humid. And you you said it earlier, you know, in your podcast last week. You know, I mean, it was it was a muggy it was a muggy run, no doubt. Um man, we made that first 5k loop pretty, pretty sweaty, you know, I mean, honestly, and I already started drinking on water, which I normally wait to probably, you know, mistakenly, I probably wait close to an hour before I really start taking anything down just because it's let me kind of accumulate, but knowing we needed to get ahead of this and honestly, you saying, Hey, let's get ahead of this. Um, started drinking early, started drinking electrolytes quick. Um, man, but I, you know, I, we, we made the first loop, uh, first half loop. We started out toward the uh, 40 acre lake and uh, got out there and man, heart rate just kind of stayed consistent. You know, I was elevated. Um, I was probably 150s most of the run uh, early on. And I typically run somewhere around the 135 to 138 range pretty comfortably in an 830 pace. I mean, pretty, pretty low heart rate. Yeah. Um, man, it, it wasn't long before we stopped at the first aid station. I think you grabbed a banana and I uh, took a little bathroom break. We, we hit back on the trail, picked back up where we left off, probably in the eight forties, I think is where we were, um, you know, moving well, but man, heart rate still stayed up. You know, I tried all the breathing practices as far as, you know, short breaths in long breaths out, you know, give yourself, you know, try not to give yourself so much room to expand your diaphragm where your heart can expand there or therefore it keeps the beats lower. Uh, you know, cause you can, I have found in times that you can breathe out of a, a higher heart rate, you know, you can get yourself out of it. Uh, it's kind of similar. It's, it's kind of similar to like what a woman goes through. I believe in like Le Mans, you know, it's, they teach them that breathing to keep their heart rate down to keep them calm, um, which I'm sure you'll go through soon enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So man, we, we got cruising out there. We, we took the long loop after a little bit of confusion from some, some other runners, uh, you know, we, me, you and I made that big long loop out there a couple miles of it, uh, came back around to that first, that, that next aid station before the three mile or I guess six mile, three mile out, three mile back. Um, and that's where I had to start peeling off. I think we were close to mile 20 and I told you, man, I gotta, I gotta slow off, you know, keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to peel back. You probably got, I would say you probably got about a half a mile, maybe a, maybe a little further ahead of me. You know, I, I kept you within range as far as I could, you know, just with, with a run walk combo, but you know, once you get, once you get out there in these runs, I mean, anybody who's done them that's listening out there, and, and even if you haven't, you know, just a word of the wise, once your heart rate spikes, you have a choice to make. You can either push through it and burn out, or you can back off and try to let it get under control and then try to pick back up. You know, I, I obviously chose the latter of that. You know, I, I wanted to finish the race. I wanted to finish the race strong. So I had to kind of start working in a walk combo, but you know, my walk may not be common of, of most people's, you know, I think my walk pace is about a 14 and a half minute pace. So, Absolutely. you know, it's, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't so much of, I need to walk far. It was like, I need to walk enough to get this heart rate back down to the one forties, you know, or somewhere that I understand that is manageable and then keep going. But looking back, man, I think honestly, it was, I think honestly, it was just heat rejection. I, I mean, truthfully, I mean, you, it, it, I was probably, I probably started drinking too late. Even if 30 minutes was too late, 30 minutes was too late. You know, I was behind on it quick. Um, you know, to no fault of my own, you know, I mean, uh, to no fault, but my own, uh, man, it just, 
it, it went okay. The run went okay. I'm, I'm satisfied with where I ended up, but I'm not, I'm not overly pleased. You know, I mean, it's not what I wanted, you know, I mean, yeah, I wanted to beat you, but I wanted to beat myself some more, you know, I mean, I, I really wanted a top 10 out of that run. Um, I think, I think if I got to my plan, my plan was to, my plan was realistically to make it 30 miles without having any kind of, any kind of flare up, you know, 30 miles on a good steady pace, a good, say a good nine minute average at, at worst. And then we would, then we would work into the walk run. Um, you know, I didn't think that 50 miles was on my feet, you know, the whole time, you know, like you did, but, uh, you know, I think that, I think 50 miles, I think 30 miles was in my wheelhouse at a pretty steady pace to buy me some time on the front side. And then I could, I could just about outwork most people on the back. Yeah, no, so. I agree with you. And, and commenting on your your walk, like you said, your walk pace is very different uh, than most people's. You walk very fast at a brisk pace. And just an illustration of that is I ended up walking 14 total minutes of that race. Um, how how many minutes did you walk? I walked I mean, for about three, hours. three yeah. hours. And you only finished about, what, an hour behind me? Yeah, I think, I think our paces were off. I think I was about a minute 30 pace difference. Exactly. So, so that, I mean, that just, to me, that illustrates how brisk of a walk and like the intentional steps you take with your walking yeah. time. I mean, it's not messing around at all. Um, yeah. And I, th and I think that, you know, a lot of it is I, I make a point to do that. I make a point to be intentional throughout the day too, you know, and that's anybody listening out there is that, you know, you, you know, I average 15 to 20,000 steps a day and that's on purpose. Like I make a point to get up and get moving, you know, so it's be intentional when you're going somewhere, you know, park away and walk in, you know, I mean, don't, don't, don't choose the closer, you know, it's, it really makes a difference. And once you get walking and you walk faster, you know, it's, it, it, it prepares you for that, you know, whenever you can't run, you know, uh, <clears throat> so after, you know, after some time, you know, and the heart rate got low and I kind of got, you know, got my levels right, man, I could, once it got hot, I mean, you know, out there in the afternoon, once it got pretty toasty, you know, and there were some spots in there in the road where it was open, um, man, probably about like mile 40, 43. I mean, it was, it, the heart was good, but the, the legs were shot. You know, I mean, I was, I was toast. Um, you know, I could, I could feel just, I was basically in that rhythm, you know, where you get whenever you, uh, when you know, if you step out of line, you're going to cramp somewhere, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, your body is going to disagree with that movement. Um, so I was pretty much on a track at that point. Uh, you know, and then I, I adopted a, a, just a thought I would, I would run in the shade or I would, I'm sorry, I would run in the sun and I would walk in the shade, you know, because again, you want that cooler time to give you more time. I don't want to run. I don't want to walk through the heat where it's worse. You know, I'm going to get out of that. Um, Absolutely. Man, I try to stay, try to stay moving. There would be some people that run past me. I would, I would shuffle along with them for a little while, as long as I could before I needed another drink of water. I think uh, another, another flub that I had is for the last uh, two races, I carried, two 10 ounce bottles, you know, in a fanny pack, honestly. And it's like, my thought was, well, as fast as I run, I'll be done before I need any more water. Well, that wasn't the case in this one. And I was, I found myself pretty thirsty, pretty quick. Absolutely. Um, and it just came down to being uncomfortable in the vest that I have. And it turns out they actually make other vests and I've ordered another one. So we'll have that coming in for the next run. Uh, you know, and it's, yeah, who knew, you know, I mean, it only took me 80 miles to figure that out that 20 ounces of water isn't enough at a time. Um, you know, it's, man, I think as, as far as mentally prepared, I was ready for this. As far as mileage prepared, I was ready for this. And I think, I think my, my adaptation to the, to the, to the issues that I had was probably as good as it could have been, you know, and, and with the finish that I got, you know, I ended up 16th out of overall, um, which, you know, 
again, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it, but I'm not, I'm not over. I'm not satisfied. You know, I, I need more. I expected more out of myself and I wasn't, I wasn't just torn down. Like, you know, like most races, like we're, you know, you've been, and, and I've been before, you know, and it's, it's something that you kind of look for in these runs, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it's what does it, you know, that's what, that's what you work for. You, you work your tail off to get out there and win these things. And yeah, I didn't win. And I mean, I probably wouldn't win, but I'm also not your stereotypical runner, you know, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the shining eye of, of what runners look like. So uh, elaborate just, on that a little bit. What are your, what are your stats over there? Man, I guess six two, probably close to 230 pounds. Um, yeah. You know, and I mean, it's not a, it's not the prettiest form you've ever seen either. You know, I mean, I was asked one point running on a treadmill by a guy if, uh, if I'd ever been in an accident and I said, no, why? And he said, no reason. I said, do I step funny? And he said, yeah, he goes, your hips are really tight. I'm like, yeah, well, like comes with lack of mobility. I always, I've been joking now for a while that uh, I'm so immobile that I don't think I could roll an ankle. And so I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's not true. I've rolled an ankle plenty on those, those trail runs. So, yeah, um, but yeah, man, overall good race, man. You had an outstanding performance, man. Kyle had a, a, a badass performance, man. I think that Kyle Rogers did fantastic for his first one, you know, and, and I, you know, Michael, you know, obviously Michael Ruiz, man, he got out there and, Every time I'd pass him, he'd say, man, I just don't want you guys to catch me. I said, well, that's our goal. And, like, I just kept running, you know, just trying to get back around to him. You know, and if that motivated those guys to keep pushing, then then so be it. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just as happy to chase them down as I am to motivate them to keep running faster or to run harder than us. That was um, one of the coolest things to me about the race is that everybody just kept pumping each other up as they went by. Man, it was it was like a little shot of adrenaline whenever I'd pass him. Absolutely. Uh, man, give you the chills. Them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, did you want to va- or, uh, dive in a little bit more and, and talk about that first loop, something that you did for me that helped me out on my running that, uh, that was a factor I didn't mention before. Yeah. For everybody out there listening, uh, in podcast land, man. So chance may have bested me on this one. Um, I'll give it to him, but not without some assistance from me. Um, you know, we were running, obviously he had, he had the headlight, so he was carrying the extra weight um you know of the cargo however uh sun starts to come up the, the light needs to go away well chance just couldn't reach around and put it in his pack so who was there for him uh, none other than me and he may deny it he may admit it but man i think that that gave him the edge because it really really threw my step off you know i was on i was counting my steps up until that point and then i lost count and so that really threw my threw my head off and so Man, it's uh, without a doubt you bested me, and I think that added at least an hour to my time. Uh, I, I think it would have been a lot closer, probably a foot race. To the <laughs> I, I think, yeah, somebody would have been dragging somebody, you know. So, yeah. man, you had a you had a, an absolutely awesome run, and I mean, I am I was nowhere near mad. Was never the word for it, you know. I was never going to be mad if you beat me, and, and when you beat me, you know, we talked a lot of. Talk a lot of noise at dinner the night before, but all in good faith, man. And if anything, it motivated me to keep pushing to make sure to keep it close, you know? And I mean, yes. that was, if, if anything, that, that's what I was after is to make sure that you knew I was, I was within reach. You know, there was, there was striking distance there for a while. Every time you come back on one loop is I would figure, okay, well, you're two and a half miles ahead of me. It's like, all right, well, let's, all I need is one slip. And all I need is you to just sit down at an aid station for a minute, you know, like, uh, going into but the, no, man. Going into the last loop, I was only 40 minutes ahead of you. Um, yeah. So you kept it close for a really long time. Because uh, when I came in on that last loop, I'd asked uh, Lane there, who was, you know, running crew, 
I asked Lane, I said, how far is he? And I'm, as I'm choking down a banana and repacking my fanny, uh, fanny pack, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, as I'm, as I'm putting everything in there, he, uh, he said, man, he's about 40 minutes. I said, all right. I said, well, my feet are really wet. He said, do you have an extra pair of shoes? I said, yeah. He goes, you want me to go get them? I said, nah, it's only 15 miles. Let me go see if I can go catch him. And I ran off and, uh, yeah, I, mean, awesome. I never caught you. I saw you again, but I didn't catch you. Yeah. So, man. Yeah. You mentioned it a little bit with the hydration, but hydration and nutrition wise, uh, there's a little bit of a different beast. How did go for you out there i know the heart rate being elevated you have to have a little bit more intake uh both hydration and calorie wise man so nutritional wise you know i obviously took the gels out there i took stingers and i took chia seed gels just because they usually sit pretty pretty well on my stomach you know i don't usually have any flare-ups um you know honestly i i probably wasn't as prepared as i could have been on the nutrition side you know again i i kind of took it on like a 50k you know with the last 50k i did it took me six and a half hours so i was intending to be out there for about an hour longer than that i was i was planning around the seven hour mark which you and i talked about you know sub eight was the goal and then when it gets long well now the plan's backfiring you know now you're not as prepared as you thought you were well i can be honest with you man i think you know i mean you talked about it in the last one you know a lot of gels out there are trash. And honestly, a gel kind of is trash. I mean, I think a gel is a good bump, but you need to figure out, you need to figure out something that's a little more sustainable, something a little more hardy to, to choke down. And actually I was talking to somebody and I mean, I think you and I can dive in this a little further and I may try it on the next run. Um, boiling red potatoes, red potatoes give you potassium. They have the salt in them and it keeps you moving, you know? And I mean, I know in some of the books you read also, you know, the, the, the bean, the bean, the bean rolls, the bean wraps, you know, yes, uh, beans and tortillas. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there's some stuff out there to play with to get away from the gels. I think the gels would be a good shot if you want something sweet and you want to get moving. But man, I, I don't think that that's a sustainable source for a, a 50 mile run, honestly. No, I, you know I mean, I, it's, it's junk food is what it is. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's easy, easy access carbs for your body to get a little bump. Um, marathon length, 50 K length. I think they're, kind of favorable, easy, uh, sure. moving fast, whatever. You can carry a lot of them. Um, but that's kind of where I was at with this run. I did about two gels a loop, maybe, um, maybe if that, and the last yeah. was heaviest on them, but I kind of took the potato approach with the Pringles in a weird way. Yeah. It sound dumb and probably a little gross, but I've seen a video where a guy goofed around and he took a deal of Pringles, basically turned it into mashed potatoes using like milk and stuff like that. Yeah. Terrible. Sounds gross. But yeah, that in my yeah. mind, I was like, mashed potatoes are a really good source for a lot of runners out there. So I was like, yeah, close. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that was my strategy with the salt and the chips and the carbs there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Banana yeah I think it yeah, you know, I, I choke down a banana every every time, you know, just just to keep the potassium, you know, and, and really cramps weren't bad this round. I have had issues with my quads cramping up. I know Kyle had some issues with his quads cramping up, but, you know, he, he persevered, pushed through that. Um, you know, cramps weren't really an issue, man. Just that heart rate spike, man, early on got me and it just, you know, I didn't let it get in my head, but easily, you know, anybody out there that runs these things, it, it could easily get a hold of your mind and, you know, really deflate you. But it was it was disappointing, but it was not. It wasn't the end of the race, you know. I mean, we I was like, man, there's still a lot of road to recover. We gotta, we gotta move. Yeah. You know, and it's and once you get out there too, you know, if if you're out there running it like you and I are trying to run it, you know, to to the extent of we're trying to beat some folks, you know, it's it's one of those things that you start to lose sight of who's running which race, you know, especially once everybody gets out there. I didn't know who was who. It's like, man, you see somebody just flying by you and you're like, 
I assume I'm racing that guy. I don't know. <laughs> and then you finish and then you find your place. You know, it's like, honestly, whenever I finished and, and once, once scores had settled, I was like, man, that's, that's pretty good. Cause I thought there was more people ahead than me than that ahead of me. But, you know, some of the people that were running so well were, were 50 K guys, you know, they were just running really well. And I mean, they were going so fast that I was seeing them all the time. So it was like, well, that's great. You know, but, and that, that gets in your head too. You know, that's a, that's a psychological side of these races too. You know, if you see somebody a lot, you think, well, that guy's beating me, you know, and it's, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, that's still, that's still something that you face out there. Cause I mean, there's a lot of time in your head out there. And I know you said you brought headphones, which that's a sneaky trick. <laughs> um, all I had to talk to was myself. And uh, I think the guy that got very dead last place, it was like his 126 like run ever or something and I was like man congratulations I'm gonna leave you here and took off so but but man just all all shapes and sizes you see I mean it's no different than neighborhood 5ks and stuff like that and there's a there's a lot of people out there gutting it out and there's some people out there that are are really trying to do something with it too and Mm -hmm. you know I actually saw I ended up seeing a guy I think I told you ended up seeing a guy I went to college with you know I mean uh, used to work with in college was out there I just randomly saw him and it's like man I had no idea he did these kinds of things but you know even that little bit I hadn't seen the guy in probably shoot probably five plus years and that just gave me such a a burst of energy like holy cow man to see somebody out here you had no idea would be running these races and it just man it motivates you to just pick up the pace it's like man the feet started picking up and we started running i started stopping at those well sites that had potable water man i was sure glad it was potable and non not non-potable because i would have been out of mind because i was i was filling my bottles on them things pretty pretty steadily man no i I get that and you're right i mean I just I love the environment of the races. I mean, I I watched a video somebody had sent me um, of our start, and uh, and they just videoed the whole thing. They didn't zoom in on this or anything. This videoed everyone, the entire field, running past. And I was like, man, that even now I get fired up, just want to freaking toe the line again, get back out there and do something. Well, you you watch you watch the you know I mean, and hell, people have been people probably think this is crazy, but for the last, like all week, last week, I watched on YouTube on my TV, you know, races, running races, people recording running ultras, you know, across, you know, Utah or, you know, Arizona, you know, watching the Cocodona or watching Leadville for the 500th time, man, when they take off at Leadville, all those people running, it looks like cars driving down the interstate. I mean, it is just so it's headlights as far as you can see, not where some, not somewhere I'd probably forget a headlight. Um, you know, but, uh, it's man it's 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 amazing how many people are into this sport and you know i mean and i think there's a lot more tricks that you and i can learn to to help us get there and i think it's just it's i think it's kind of waiting in the water to to figure out what works you know a little better again like i say i just heard the potato thing from a, a woman that did a couple ironman actually uh kyle knows her uh she was talking about yeah bold red potato she said i did it for an ironman and it, it she was people looked at me like i was crazy but it gives you everything you need to keep pumping and i mean honestly potatoes are starch and starch is energy so, um, man, it's worth a shot because I love potatoes. So yeah. if I got to run with them in my, in my pockets, we'll do that. Man, that's that's what a lot of people do. They do mashed potatoes in a bag and basically just like like one of those icing deals, just squeeze it in. <laughs> sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah, it sounds terrible, but hey, if it works. Yeah. I'm probably gonna look at that for the longer races I got coming up. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and you're we're just over a week out. How are you feeling? How was recovery from this race? I know you said kind of like we we both talked about weren't completely obliterated like we expected to be from this thing, but where you at right now with that? Man, I was hurting pretty good. Um, I was down till 
I actually ended up starting getting sick, which isn't uncommon, right? I mean, you're, you've been moving for nine hours and really putting your body to the test. So any, any little germ may get you. I think a lot of it was just allergies. And then, you know, it really hit me pretty hard. Um, I was down off of running. Uh, I could have ran by Wednesday, I think, but I, I held off just because of the illness, but I got back out there and started walking the next day, you know, put on 20 pound vest and just hoofed it through the neighborhood. Cause I mean, the best way to get that, that lactic acid out of you is just start moving. I mean, if you lay around and let it consume you and take over you, it will do just that. It'll take just that long to get out of it. Um, man, I, uh, I ran again Saturday for the first time, did 10 K at like a, I don't know, just around a, uh, maybe a, a light nine minute pace yeah. just to get out. Felt good. I probably had 10 in me, but I, I just held off. Um, so I would say right out a week before I ran again, like I said, I ran a 10 K at a, at a decent pace. I ran again, uh, Monday, uh, while you're listening to this, it'd be Monday morning. I ran about eight miles before work at about a nine minute pace, you know, I mean, nothing, nothing blazing the trail, but man, a good steady run, just making sure more of like a, a systems check, you know, let's just make sure everything feels okay. Make sure your feet feel okay. You know I mean? I was, I was pretty tender on my feet on that one. Um, just on the edges of my feet for some reason. And I heard a lot of people talking about that, you know, the outsides of their feet were hurting from this run. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was, you know, it really wasn't a much of much of a lean in that course, but whatever be the case, uh, man, overall, like say body, body held up. I mean, I was, I mean, legs hurt, but you know, I did Normatec compression sleeves every day. I probably for an hour and a half to two hours. I did the hip, the hip attachments a couple of times just to make sure everything was loose there. And, some light mobility stretching just to as much as I could tolerate it first, you know, like get in the shower, let the hot water hit you and then pull your leg back. Um, yeah. you know, but it was, uh, it wasn't as bad. I mean, as it wasn't as bad as my first 50 K and it, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but, uh, it wasn't enough to deter me, you know, it wasn't enough to say never again, again. So. Yeah. No, and I, I totally understand exactly where you're at. And I think there's also some people in that group that you listed out that, uh, decided they were never going to run again and then quickly turned it around because they had uh, on the other side, reflecting on it a little bit and getting away from that race. Man, it, 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 it doesn't take long, you know, like Michael's doing, I think he's doing a hundred miler, you know, I mean, your cousin, of course he already set that, you know, so, I mean, I guess that was, he was ahead of that, you know, yeah. Kyle said, he goes, man, I'll leave the running to you guys. And I, a day ago, he told me, man, I, uh, he goes, I think I want to do hundred K. So, you know, he's ready to step up. You know, I mean, a lot of people will say, you know, that the, the 50 K is the introduction in the ultra running, which obviously it is because that's the next distance up from a marathon, but 50 miler will really, really push you to the test. And I think that that's hundred percent true. You know, I did two 50 Ks, but because I wanted to prove that I could best the one that I'd done first, I knew I was better than that. Um, I don't know that 50 mile I'll do again. I may do again, but it won't be, it won't be the next run by any means. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think I need to step it out like that this time. I'm a bigger fish to fry, you know, let's get after it. Well, no, that sounds good. And I mean, segueing right into that. Uh, I was going to ask you if there's what the biggest difference between the 50 K and 50 miler was, but I think we kind of covered that between having to be a little bit more intentional for a little bit longer um, time on your feet, the training plan looked roughly the same, a little bit more length than it probably. And then, uh, hydration and nutrition just making sure you're staying intentional with all of those things yeah so, um man kind of jumping over that and getting to think something a little bit more interesting uh what do you have on the docket coming up next for running wise 
And, well, just a quick plug. I didn't mention the last time you and I talked. Um, at the end of this month, I'm doing a 150-mile MS-150 bike ride. Um, awesome. Ride from Houston ride from Houston to College Station. Actually, I think it's Houston to LaGrange to College Station is yeah. where the trail goes to. Uh, it's to, you know, it's to raise awareness and funds for multiple sclerosis. Um, so, uh, man, I, you know, a buddy of mine, a friend I grew up with, uh, you know, he's done it a couple of years in a row and he asked me if I would do it with him after I conned him into doing the Habanero team run with us. Um, so we, I said, yeah, and here we are. So, um, got that coming up at the end of this month. And then, man, I, I think, you know, after you and I had talked a little bit, I think that I'm going to go ahead and come out there and pace you whenever you do the Katie. Um, I'm going to, you know, you let me know what leg and I'll be there. Um, Appreciate I, it. I'd be honored to, yeah, I'd be honored to be out there and drag you along. It's the least I could do, you know, it's, and I'll, I'll carry the headlight this time. That's right. Uh, headlamp stored. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, gonna I, I'm not a hundred percent committed, but I'm about ninety nine point nine percent committed. I'll probably do the hundred mile out at Brazos Bend this year. So everybody listening, um, be on your be on your best behavior because it's coming. Um, yeah, man, everybody step up your training plan because I'm gonna man, I want to same as before. I want to try to I want to put in enough time to make sure that I'm prepared for that. You know, I know it's hundred miles. I know it's a fast course, but a lot cooler weather is going to make a difference for that heart rate. And it's just going to be, it's going to be not coming out too hot and making sure I can sustain whatever it is I'm, I'm doing. Uh, and nutrition is going to be huge, but I've got some time for that, man. We've got the, we've got the, uh, have an arrow coming up again oh, yeah, um, in August. Yeah. We're going to do the, do the team run on that one, man. If something comes up in between, I may, I may jump it. I don't really have any in-betweeners coming up. Um, right now, actually, personally, I'm about to go into a, uh, a cut, you know, uh, cut diet, try to drop a little more, try to trim a little more weight off. I, I would like to probably be closer to the 200 mark. Um, just because I'm carrying around some excess weight that isn't all muscle, but I think 200 may be good, maybe a little more. Um, I've actually, I've actually employed a coach to help me with this one. So I'm going to, I put a lot of emphasis into getting into the shape that I'm in, but I'm going to, I'm really going to dial it in and try to trim this up and make sure that I can be in my best shape. Um, so I've got that starting out probably within the next week. Uh, other than that, man, um, you know, I know you and I have talked about it, but December comes up quick and I'm going to, I think we're going to put in for the Leadville lottery, man. Let's, let's climb 12,000 feet up Hope Pass and, and do the lifetime run. You know, I think man, that's I, a, that's a, that's a bucket list, man. Yeah. I, I think it's absolutely a bucket list. I, I will be putting in. I know we both are for Leadville. If one of us gets it, the other is absolutely going to go pace. Um, yeah, we both get it. That'd be pretty. Freaking. Yeah, we'll have to lose a pacer, but yeah, absolutely. I think that'd yeah. be that. That'd be the most exciting. You know, and you know, you and I were talking. Also, you know, we we didn't do it this year. But probably too hot now. But you know, running the the rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon. You know, that's just over thirty miles, I believe. Um, you know, it's, I think there's a lot to see on foot, you know, there's a lot to see in the world, but there's a lot more to see on foot. And it's a pretty interesting way. So anybody who's listening and thinking about getting out there, man, if you can do it on your feet, it's, it's makes you appreciate it a little more. It's a little different than looking through the window, you know, it's, or seeing it from an airplane or through a website and it's time on your toes. So what I like to say, tot, you know, time on toes, man, it's, it's a, and I got some, I got some terrible looking toes, but man, they sure do get me places. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that rim to rim to rim at 
the Grand Canyon. I uh, don't know when we're going to do it. It's probably next year. Um, it's either like a like a spring or a fall kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll find when everything's open because uh, there's obviously some pit stops and some aid stations that you use in the form of shops and stores in that place that uh, use to your benefit. Map it out logistically to make sense. Um, For sure, more than a fanny pack. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, no kidding. It's gonna be cool to have you out there, Katie. I think at Brazos Bend, you can have pacers for two of the laps that you have, the last two laps. Um, okay. Not sure what that equates to. I think it's a total of thirty or forty miles or something like that that you can have pacers for somewhere in between there. Um, gotcha. So that'll be that'll be cool. But you see your crew pretty regularly up top with the loops. Um, yeah. That ought to be cool. Yeah, and I think that I think it'll be good having people out there because, like, I say Michael will be out there, so I'm sure he'll be out there. Um, and Kyle's talking about doing the 100K out there because this year, I guess for the for the centennial anniversary of state parks, they're not doing the 50 miler in December and they're doing 100K. So, nice. um, I actually read that. So I think I think he's just about talked into it. And I think he's actually going to start running tomorrow, is what he was telling me earlier. Um, so he's just a little over a week from from running again as well. Uh, Man, like I say, overall great effort. And I know you mentioned it, you know, in, in the post-race podcast, but, you know, Lane Divin and everybody who was out there, man, you, I can't thank those guys enough. I mean, it was, it was a little shot of motivation to swing in there and stop and, and shoot the breeze for a minute. And, you know, everybody laugh at some stupid thing you would say, and then you trot off like, well, yeah. I'm the idiot. Like, uh, you know, the alligators, I don't know how many you saw, but I saw plenty of them. Um, you hear somebody yell and then you see them come out of the grass and it was like, man, like, you know, by one of those laps, I was pretty much hoping one of them would come out and grab me and just take me back off into the water. It's like, at least I would, I don't know if that's a DNF or that's like a, you know, I think everybody would feel worse for you if you didn't finish because of that, you know, the guy, you lost a leg. Yeah. I think you get it. Um, yeah. I think it's automatic first place. So, you know, maybe that's my strategy going to the next one. I, yeah. Might be effective. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. No alligators dormant in the cold weather out in the. I would, I would think they're not as active. I mean, I we're gonna find out. I'll be going so fast, it won't matter. So blow them right off the course. Yeah, they'll just yeah, they'll be like, we better stay out. There's a car driving out here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a good group out there. Um, dude, Michael's running that race. You talked about Kyle. Um, my dad yep. is actually pretty heavily thinking about running the hundred mile or two out there. So. Good. Dang good group, man. Um, Misery loves company. Misery loves company, man. Absolutely, it does. It def it definitely worked in favor of the misery we had going on here at the fifty. So yeah, yeah, man. But no, that's Great, exciting, man. man. I'm I'm amped up for you to go and find more. I'm stoked about Habanero. It sounds like we're gonna have three teams ish, two or three teams out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're out there and you want to run some some relays and uh, thinking about really pushing yourself in August habanero holler at us she's a dm yep. um yeah let me throw you on a team but man i i'm super proud of what you went out there and did and all all the <coughs> i know we talked a lot of crap uh, but <laughs> to go out there in, in the unknown waters of what that race was for you man 20 extra miles almost on top of anything you've ever done and yeah to go out there and stay on top of your hydration, nutrition, not blow up, but also to figure out what you needed to do. Uh, honestly, to let's say this very loosely, set a little bit of pride aside maybe and and realize, hey, I need to get the heart rate figured out. 
because yeah, I definitely. I was there last year when I ran the hundred k, um, and did the same exact thing you did with the kind of yeah. pacing and everything and walk strategy. So I, I'm super proud of you. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes, dude. Yeah, man, great job on your end too, man. Great, great run. I mean it. It stung, but it was like, man, but you know, it, I wanted to, I wanted to take it, but when you get closer to the end of that, that ain't what it's about at that point. You know I mean? You lose sight of like, okay, I want to just beat him. It's like, man, I want you to, I want you to hammer down and I want you to win. It's like, so one of us can take this, you know, I want one of us to get in there, you know? And it's just like, you know, and that's, I think that's the, the best part about this. You know, you can joke and it, it motivates us to, to talk that smack to each other and get us into there. But man, once you, once they, once they fire the gun and you take off, man, it's, it's, Hey, how do we, how do I push you to go further? How do you push me to go further? How do we, how do we keep going? You know, and every time I would see you, you know, I would be just barely shuffling my feet, but you'd be like, all right, there you are. Now come get me, you know? And it was just like, yeah, all right. You know, and it was just little pick me ups, you know, every time you, you pass somebody or, you know, and, and like you said, you know, you found those things to say, Hey, nice hat, you know, nice vest, you know, whatever. I wasn't to that point. It was just like, yeah, good job. Yeah, good job. Yeah, good job. <laughs> you know, it was just, you know, and I think people were saying that to me thinking like, wow, why is this guy ahead of me? But man, I had, I look like a, a cattle salt block, you know, I mean, I had salt all over my shirt, man. It was just waves of that stuff. And, you know, it, everybody out there was feeling it. I, you know, I, I think you can tell from the times, I think the, the finish times, you know, I mean, everybody out there had a pretty, a pretty tougher race with the heat and the humidity. I, I mean, it was, it was thick early. It was, it was a lot more humid than I thought it was going to be that early. I think it, I thought at least we would get, you know, a little window of cooler air, but man, it was, it was thick fast. I mean, couldn't find a dry spot on the shirt after, you know, seven miles. Yeah. So going out for the, the last half of that first loop. Yeah. So, but, but still, you know, uh, uh, a good run, a very well put on run. I actually shot an email to Cal and told him, man, thanks for the buckle. It, it truly means a lot that he put that kind of thought into it. Um, you know, in the times, obviously they had a lot of times messed up, but it, uh, they got it right. They, they got it organized right. And they, they made it right. And they were, they were very open to that. So, Ultimately, man, I mean, it's it's exciting to do these races. It's exciting to go out and do them. It's fulfilling. It is, you know, my wife watches me waddle into the house and she's like, how was it? And I'm like, man, it was bad. But she's like, okay, well, when's the next one? You know, and it's just like, I'm sure Lane does the same thing. And anybody out there who runs these things, they, they know it. You know, your mom probably does it to your dad. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? It's like, well, I could lay on the couch and eat fried food, you know, and you wouldn't ask me that question. So it's like, at least I'm out there doing something, you know, so um but man great great run great uh great competition between you and i i look forward to doing another one in some some capacity whatever that may be Absolutely. um man and to we, be got about a, we got about a minute before we shut it down i think i think we throw a little challenge out there i think uh i can do some runs we help each other get some get some distance some experience but uh i think what's next in line for the uh chris barnes and chance pitts competition series is probably going to be a backyard ultra if you're yeah. down for it the oh, last yeah, yeah i want i like to do one i just would like to travel for one you know let's go see somewhere and we're going to do one of those yeah man let's do I it don't need to, i don't need to see bandera texas nothing against bandera but i don't need to see that for we'll a, a day and a half yeah yeah no, we, we can go find some cool terrain good spot and go do that race man but chris thank you so much for joining me on air sure and everything that you shared and, and man, just being a continued inspiration for everybody that listens to the show every time you're on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'll see you on the trail. All right, brother. Sounds like a plan. Bye, dude. See you. 
Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this awesome episode with Mr. Chris Barnes. I know there's a lot of value packed into there. There's some good stories, a little bit of joking around and teasing each other back and forth, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what both of us decide to take on in the future and how we plan next to go head-to-head in that Backyard Ultra and just where this awesome journey we've been on these past few years decides to take us. Guys, if you extracted any value from that episode or it entertained you, please share the show with somebody that could receive that same kind of value or entertainment. That's the number one way for us to grow this podcast. Also, guys, make sure you follow us and keep up with us on social media. That's at Next In Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And always be prepared for whatever is next in line.